Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. I'll watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Hello. Hello. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Come to the line. Door. Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors and uh, spotter for the 22 Cup car, the 99 truck, and I uh, don't have Xfinity a whole lot. Are you running any Xfinity? I do have a, a limited Xfinity schedule, similar to last year, about five, six races maybe. That's cool. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer this past weekend, Ross Chastain in the Xfinity car, and Myatt Snyder in trucks, and we got... A buddy of ours that, for some reason, we let him come on the show again. He's not even considered a special guest anymore at this point. He shouldn't He's, be. <laughs> He's special. On hey, the sheet, not a special, special guest. Not maybe it special is. in a few other ways, but definitely not special guest here. He is special, for guys, sure. And I'm Casey. Like I don't spot. You didn't even let him talk yet. Well, I he, know. Jeez, you're special guest. By the way, we're going to bypass you. I'll just sit over here. You point at me when you want me to say something, Casey. <laughs> we are off to a great start, wow. guys. <laughs> is that you screaming in the intro? Give me what you got. No. I don't know what that was. I don't. I, I would never say, give me what you got. Why did Dillner put that on that script for that opening? That's, That's a good so question. corny. Do you ever scream like, give woo, in the radio got. or whatever? Give me what you got, Clint. <laughs> give me what you got. Come on, man. We got to redo that thing. That's awful. <laughs> Terrible. Dillner, he's not happy. He's got arms crossed, shaking head back here behind <laughs> the scenes. So Casey has a new name. I do. Yeah. Casey Boat. I don't. I still have not responded to it yet. I want to propose a new middle name. Motor. <laughs> Casey Motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> you old sailor, you. <laughs> you motorboat and son of <laughs> you old sailor, you. I have not heard that one yet, but there's a first time for everything. Are they built We're, for speed or built for comfort? We yes. Are. <laughs> Whoa. I, that's oh. my favorite movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we, are we, are we, are we, we are a minute and a half into the show. First show of the season. And just a minute and a half. I told you a little fired up this morning. Oh, my gosh. I've been, I've been literally sitting on this for weeks because one night I was laying in bed and I was watching that movie and I was like. Oh, what movie was that, Brett? Casey's Last <laughs> Wedding Crashers. Oh. And, and I was like, I want Casey's new middle name to be Motor. Well, that is not happening. I didn't know if so. you were. I mean, that's part of being a spin car owner now. You, you should. I mean, that should be fitting right in. 
How does? Hey, Freddie, you gotta talk into the mic. Okay. Yeah, you're forgetting. I already. feel like I'm really low. I was really loud a little while ago, and now I can't hear nothing. <laughs> your face is your face is really red. Look at. I think he got tickled off look the motorboat thing. He did. Look at his face. How red it is. Oh. He got red faced. Hey, so, Casey, how was your wedding? I'll Aside. Oh, it was awesome. A All motorboating aside, what's, how I was your wedding? I gladly do it again. I'm ready to do it again. You want to get married again? Same guy. Same okay. guy. Let's get this straight. Same person. Um, But my dad's bacon count may not What were they hashtagging your wedding? It was something boat. Uh, uh, Casey's dream boat. Dream boat. That's mm. right. Mine's way better. Casey had a... <laughs> <laughs> Casey's motorboat? Yeah. Oh, Casey had a fun wedding. I can Oh, I, can I have some that. pictures of Freddie. I should have brought them in. Nah. That's okay. Yeah, we got a whole season to yeah. see. Yes, I can <laughs> unveil them each week. Yes. <laughs> Let's do that. I think we should print them and prop them up. <laughs> a couple like every when now and then. When I'm not here, then. you can when sit them in yeah, my chair. we'll put one right here. <laughs> I don't know. Freddie, what did you think of the wedding? I said it was great. I mean, Do you remember it? it? I mean, I remember <laughs> a good chunk of it. He ended up at Saeed's. That tells you how okay. great it was. Hey, me and the legend Billy Boat were at Saeed's. Chad's dad was at Saeed's. <laughs> Our entire wedding was at Saeed's. I was not at Saeed's. Uh, this doesn't sound very classy. I mean, it was classy. Saeed's <laughs> is not classy. The reception was not at Saeed's, but after. Saeed's, <laughs> that, that's, that's the place. The, it's a gas station. Is that the big tree in the, the parking lot? Station, yep. Yeah. Didn't they used to have yeah. a big yeah. old tree there? It's a karaoke bar. Still there. Yeah. Yeah. Easier to go outside to go to the bathroom than inside? It's a, it's an official shish show every, oh. yeah. every night. Don't okay. recommend the jello shots. <laughs> oh. Not recommended. Speaking of jello shots, Uh-oh. during the Xfinity race, I'm watching the race, you know, and I look down. There's this guy that's got like the Jello Shot Man shirt on or something, and he's got a big bag, and he's just winging Jello shots to people in little plastic cups. Whoever puts their hand up, he would you <laughs> would you feel safe eating one of those? No, but they did. <laughs> I mean, we get drug tested, so we can't just eat random Jello. He was throwing. Random. I mean, he had a good arm. He was throwing them pretty that's high cool, up. Though. I, I I thought it was nice of him to do. I mean, when you make a shirt and wear it, you're probably legit. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you make a shirt for doing that, like I feel like you're probably legit. I, I personally don't know what le- legit. What did, I don't a think legit that, Jello maker. I don't, I don't yeah, think I mean, that's Jello, legit. That's, Jello man. That's your thing. You like could that's literally your... make a shirt and just write. It I know, but oh, who's gonna go? Shirts. Who's gonna go through all the hassle of that to make a shirt and then make all them Jello? I mean, he showed up with like a like a pizza bag full of Jello shots, like huge thing, and everybody that put their hand up, he was winging them. How many times you go to Disney over the winter? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Too many. Yeah. There's something um, weird about that. About what? Disney? Uh, yeah, him and this princess's thing. He I has got, daughters. I know. I got daughters, so. Yeah, but he's um, the one into the princesses. Well, I don't tell my secrets. Get right, my secrets away. This is, this is, <laughs> so what else did you guys do this offseason? I mean, I lost... Um, Majority of my savings at Disney. Um, <laughs> so we came back from a cruise. And, uh, was it in, a Disney cruise? Absolutely. I'm not allowed to do anything else, I don't think. So we come back from, uh, I watched the Super Bowl on the boat. Go Patriots. Shut up. Where, who yes, is that? Go Patriots. A creeper in the background over there. Look where that come from. Um, we go to, we have, we're scheduled to get off the boat Monday. We're going to the park for a couple days. Guess who wins the Super Bowl? And Patriots. guess who's coming to the Magic Kingdom that day? Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and there is nothing. It is shoulder to shoulder at the Magic Kingdom with nothing but Patriots fans. 
You want to talk about miserable. That is miserable. It I was ridiculously Happiest bad. Happiest place on earth. No, Never. Day. Not that day. And uh, so, and they bring Tom Brady and Julian, Edel- Julian Edelman around. Edelman. 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 Whatever Edelman. you want to call him. He's at 500. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. So they're all Jason, around us. calm down in there, man. We can feel <laughs> your know, excitement man. blowing out well, he's, into this room. He's 21 room. now. So he, he's in a room, him. and I can feel him breathing on my neck. Yeah. He's so, but it was... It was interesting to see all them people there. I, I, you know, I took a picture of. I'm not. Never forget it. Just go ahead. Oh, I'll no. show you. you I'll show you later. Can't start a story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> That's what girls do. Oh, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like like Tom Brady. I don't like playing against him because he's really good, and I'm a Bills fan, and we usually suck, and he beats us. So I don't. I enjoy. I enjoy his skill, and he's one of the best, maybe the best to play the game. But so my wife looks over at me. And I took a picture, and then she looks over at me, and I may have been telling Tom Brady he was number one, and I got in trouble by her, my wife. Oh. Did he see you flip him off? I hope. I don't know. He loves the haters. behind his back. Like, me and you could chicken fight and not be tall as he is. No, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. You could get on my shoulders, and he would still be taller than us. Yeah, and probably probably whip both of us at the same time as well. He's a big dude, man. I can see why. He never gets hurt or has a hard problem, you know, hard time getting hurt. But he is. But uh, yeah, Patriots fans everywhere, miserable. No, don't ever do that. No, uh, dude. Freddie raced all winter. I did. He raced. did. You did. I raced all winter. I raced all week last week. It was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Won a race. Thank God. Made made up for the fourteen I races. Bet I bet Freddie's already done like thirty races since we left <laughs> Homestead. I've done. Uh, I've done like seventeen yeah. since Homestead. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Your poor what an, wife. How's that go? What an idiot. Yeah, what an idiot. Who does <laughs> yeah, that? Not me. That's a hey, little much, man. Yeah. Hey. Well, most of them are in Florida, though. Yeah, majority are in Florida. One was in Jersey, or actually, like, three were in Jersey. But, yeah, just keep digging. We had a, we had a, we, I think there was a Super Bowl. Was there a Super Bowl this year? Well, you had a Super Bowl party, but I don't know that there was a game at it. <laughs> I think. There was a game of beer pong. There was a yeah. lot of games of beer Jello pong. Jello shots? Broke. There was, I don't think there was jello shots, but there was every other kind of shot. Freaky, you so we, we, you ever heard of this game called left, center, right? It's called yeah, LCR. It's, it's left, left center, right, center. Left, right, center. Whatever. Yeah. We, call it, we call it LCR. You have, you have dice and you have this thing and you have the ability oh to win God. money. So we do, we do a pot and the richest guy to buy in. I didn't say we did pot. We did a pot. Drug tested this week. There's the random. I Sign pissed, us up. Uh, I piss excellence. Sides. I'm good. I've already so, had the random. So. So, so by far the wealthiest guy that bought into this pot <laughs> is Daniel Hemrick. Guess who wins the money? Daniel Hemrick. Daniel Hemrick. He wins two hundred and fifty dollars before the game even starts. Just took my twenty bucks like yeah. it was nothing. Like, thanks for coming. Yeah, that's, you that's just what they do, man. They come in and like, they the they pay more, they make more. Yeah. So, but it was fun. I remember. I was the next night. I think it was Monday. I went to dinner with Brett and watched the game for the first time. So it was surreal. <laughs> 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 like, I was excited. I was on the Patriots and I was on the under. So I was really happy while all these people were complaining about the game. I was really happy. Me too. I mean, we had just left Vegas the week before, so I was able to hmm. put down some bets out I there. I don't think. Uh, I thought the game was a. I enjoy a defensive game, so I thought the game was good. Other than. I'm okay with the Rams winning, so everyone goes to Disneyland instead of Disney World. Clint still owes me 300 bucks. I'll never yeah. see it, yeah. but he owes no. me 300 bucks. He no. calls me right before the game. He said, I want the Rams. I said, man, I, I love you wanting the Rams. How much are we betting? He's like, 300 bucks. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure okay. Dale Jr. owes me between three and $500. We had a bet in the offseason who would shave first, and I knew he would have to because <laughs> he's going to have appearance or, you yeah. know, he's going to do um, 
uh, TV. Yeah, well, he's gonna. This is a few years ago when he was still racing, but oh. he had production days coming up, so I knew he would have to shave, and I won the bet. And he has still yet to pay me. So maybe uh, when you figure out how to get Clint to pay you, is that a hint oh, I'll for get Dale him to pay me as he listens to the show. I think sure. Just leave yeah. him a note. Give on him the my table. money. Yeah. <laughs> Give him my money. <laughs> He All knows right. he lost. Wait, I've been dying to ask. Jason, how much have you drank so far since you turned 21? A lot of water. <laughs> Four root beers. <laughs> Four root beers. And Four one. root beers. There's plenty of proof. There's there's one picture of you holding a beer. I, yeah. plenty I don't of think I've really seen you drinking any of it. Drank six. Not to mention, if you look Ooh. at it, not to mention, if you look at the bottle, it's still full. Yeah. You and, the labels, the and the label's turned around, so yes. it could have been anything. Yeah, root, root beer. beer. I'm root sorry. Beer. Yeah. Caught on to We're me. gonna change that today, Jason. Just oh. so you know. Yeah. Oh, cannot wait. <laughs> Jason, have you done any shots? I never have done a shot. Never a second, ever. Ever? Yeah, that's are why so I'm more concerned about this post show. There's a brown bag. Yeah, there's show. a brown bag in the post studio show. Today. What's this post show so stuff, Jason? <laughs> we're gonna celebrate the end of the first show with you Look get? at this. Now we're doing this at the break. We're oh. not, we can't wait till the end of the show. We I gotta, gotta wait till the end of the show. I've gotta control this board. He's gonna throw up. You got it. This Ooh. is so when I turned 21, I drank like $5 stuff, like aristocrat vodka <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? This is a very nice tequila, Jason. I mean, so it's, it's got a cool. Happy birthday. Even Thank though you. we're going to let you take it with you, but I'm going to drink some of it before you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> oh, that's concerning. Well, it makes you really hot. When you take like you're kind of red and pinkish in there now. It's funny because be... you drink enough, it makes everybody else really hot too. <laughs> well, it's really weird. <laughs> Watch. Whoa! Right it can easily make a six go to an eight. I will agree with that. It. Uh, oh gosh, well. Jason, uh, I- I'm excited for you. You. Pro- what if he gets hives or something? <laughs> oh God! Allergic to You'll it. Be all right. There's not. There's and TJ's gonna have to come edit the podcast. Nobody's today. allergic to aguave. Isn't that what this no. is made out of? <laughs> what did you call agave. it? Agave. Agave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't even say that next word. Azul. Did you already drink azul. a bottle of it? Yeah. Agave azul. Agave azul. You sure? You sound great when you say it. From Jalisco, Mexico. Casamigos. Casamigo. I'm yes. guessing that's Jalisco, not Jalisco. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. All right. What do you want to talk about? All right, what else yeah, we got? let's let's go into some changes that occurred to this off season. All right, let's do shots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course you won't. <laughs> Anything new we can share? Anything? Thoughts I, I on mean, inspection? Qualifying? Uh, I think we're going to find out more on how the inspection process is going to go once we get to Atlanta and stuff. I, I mean, honestly, I thought about it, and, you know, maybe we do inspect the cars too much sometimes. Maybe we maybe we don't need to inspect them before practice. You know, I, and I'm fine with the after-qualifying thing. If you're not right, you're done. Yeah, why not? So... I feel like they're tightening tightening things up, but as well as like leaving the door open for you know okay, they're definitely leaving leaving the door open before you know qualifying and stuff. But they're definitely hopefully there's no gray area. Look, if you don't pass, you're back. You're in the back. So and nobody you're gonna want track position. I think so. I feel like this is I'm I'm I think it'll be okay. We've been saying on this show for years that if you cheat, you shouldn't get the win. You shouldn't get the yeah. trophy. You shouldn't kiss the girl. Um, and so I think it's a big step in the right direction for NASCAR to say we're no longer allowing that. I mean, we've been saying on this show for how many years? How many years have we been on this show? Is this third year or fourth year? Fourth, fourth season. Year. Holy cow. Fourth year. Y'all are old. TJ, you age, age very well. Um, <laughs> I know, But, but back it's to awesome. my point, like it's, uh, it's definitely a move in the right direction. I guess the big question is 
who's going to be the first one kicked out because somebody is going to get kicked out. And and here's the thing: um, how quick are you kicking them out? Like, is it seven minutes in the tech and you go, oh, we found something, you're done, go get second place, or is it an hour and a half after you tore down the whole car? So I'll be curious to see, you know, what that process looks like. Obviously, quick is better, but you got to get it right. You can't get it wrong. You can't kick a guy out if he's legal. So uh, again, hats off to NASCAR for making this move. I mean, we saw them make a lot of changes. You know, here's a weird thing for me, man. Like, I, I really enjoy the champion making a lot of noise over the offseason. And for whatever reason, I felt like Joey Logano was quiet for the most part. Maybe that's his life. Maybe it's his lifestyle. I don't know. But I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of momentum around Joey Logano being a champion. And the reality is they had talked about young guys so much. Joey's still a young guy. He's he's not even 30 yet, right, yeah. TJ? No, he's not. So I, I didn't understand why we had a champion – I mean, but I'm a guy that appreciates somebody like Gronk. Like, he's going to win the Super Bowl. He's going to go party. There's NHL yeah. guys getting oh, found. Like, man, I, I love to see people celebrate, and I just feel like the, the Logano legacy of that championship offseason was really quiet. All of the noise and news came pretty much from NASCAR, you know, and it was layoffs, and it was teams closing, and it was all this stuff going on. And uh, I don't know. That was a weird offseason for me. I don't really ever mm -hmm. remember one being like that. Yeah. I mean – he was busy. I know he was very busy. Um, I guess we'll just have to win it again, see if we can <laughs> make it louder. <laughs> just going back to inspection, my question is, they, they do three or five now, like in tech after the race. Three. So, three. So, oh, cars. Yeah. Yeah. So last night you've got a Joe Gibbs one, two, three. What if they're all cheating? Yeah. And well, if, if one's illegal, there's a chance. All three are. All three are. You know are. what I mean? So now <clears throat> what, you're going to – like is the fourth place guy got to hang out and wait, or you know, like now he's gone, now you don't tech him. Like no, he don't. He didn't get teched. He just gets the win. Yeah, he just gets the win. You know, so there's some some stuff that has to be worked out about it. Hopefully, they can do it a little bit faster in the future. Well, I they think were last there. night, last yeah, I mean, night they teched. Did um, they tech all? The top yeah, five? we we were fourth or fifth and got teched. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. If it's the top five, I think you won't have a you know have a hard time running into. I that, would probably but, definitely go top five, but yeah, because um, I think the top three, like you could see last night, like <clears> at. Uh, Talladega last year when you guys were all up front. Like, you could have a yeah. team full of cars up in top three, and they could all get tossed, and then what are you going to do? I mean, I think you – or you know, I think definitely if there's all team cars, you do two behind it and yeah. maybe a random or something like that. I'm not – you know, something like that. You're right, though. If one car has an issue and they're all teammates, yeah. odds are the other ones might too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it's like as far as other changes, though, I mean, I know they made a lot of personnel changes and stuff, but the tech is – the tech is changing as far as how they're doing things. There's a lot more computer stuff. There's a lot more, um, you know, kind of hands-off stuff that, that's being teched, um, you know, and and it's kind of that OSS or whatever is replaced. We used to, when you go through tech, you remember watching them go through tech, you know, 10 years ago, and there was six, seven people around that car at one time with templates fitting every little thing, and now, now you're rolling to that deal. And that, I mean, that thing's replaced. How many thing, How many people think that thing replaced? Oh, Six to ten? At least. So, I mean, everything's kind of getting more um, computerized and, uh, you know, kind of streamlined a little bit, too. If we're not teching as much, you know, it's kind of going quicker. But, I mean, I, I don't think any of these are negative changes. I think they're all for the better. Yeah. Um, NASCAR's off-season layoffs, we've already talked about it, but... Specifically, David Hoots, who called his last race on Sunday. I mean, there were a lot of layoffs, not only on the NASCAR series side, but specific to teams, too. I feel like this offseason was more so than, than any others. 
Yeah, the, the Hoots thing hits us hard as spotters because he is the guy that, that is telling us, you know, what to do ultimately. When the cautions are, when we're going green, he's responsible for the cleanup. And I can honestly say you're never going to get a guy better at that job than David Hoots. And it's unfortunate for uh, all of the 40 of us, but it's also unfortunate for the fans because there's going to be a transition here where the cleanups are going to take a little bit longer and the race is going to not run quietly as smooth. I mean, when we had the clash the other week, it was uh, it was different. Um, was the clash the one where we – Yes, it was bad. Yeah, clash yeah. was different. Uh, <laughs> How so? Just in the efficiency of it. You know, I felt yeah. like there were, were several times where we didn't – we just weren't efficient with the cleanups and efficient with going back green. And that's extremely important because you Even, can lose a listener. You can lose a, a viewer. You can lose a guy sitting in the stands. And that lull is an opportunity to lose. So you've got to have that guy be spot on when he's in, you know, doing his job. And, uh, you know, David held a spotters meeting in Daytona with all of us. And, and he basically said he didn't understand why he was being removed from that position. Um, I was kind of surprised that he told all of us that, but it tells me that he wasn't one volunteering saying, hey, I'm done. Uh, and, and look, layoffs are part of business. I mean, David's been there for a long time and, and I'm sure was drawing a hefty salary, but I don't know that you can put a price on how good he did his job. No, we're going to we're going to feel that for years to come that his his presence not being there. He's very he knows he knows just from doing it for so long. He knows what cleanup truck is where. And who's in it almost in every single truck. And that that that's that's almost priceless. He knows these people. He knows exactly when to release people. He he has a great feel for the flow um, of how the race goes. He knows when he knows when we're gonna try to trick them. He knows when we're gonna try to trick them and line up stuff. Yeah. And he doesn't put up with it. Yeah. You know, like, so we found out in the meeting that he's basically designed the timing and scoring system. Yeah, you know, on the patent. He, he's on the patent for the timing and scoring system. So he knows that system inside and out. And like you said, he know he can call us on our BS. Like, you yeah, know, he, you're, if you're getting ready to get lapped, your pit box is screaming, oh, there's debris over there in turn three. Yeah. And he'll get on the radio and go, yeah, the old 43 is calling in debris. What yeah. a convenient time for him yeah. to do so. <laughs> you see anything out there? And everybody's like, nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. So, you know, I mean, he just, like you said, he just knows the ins and outs of it, like, Nobody else, and like Brad said, we're you're never going to find a guy that can adequately re- replace him. Yeah, he get the oil thing. Oh, the crew chief says there's <laughs> oil over here. He he would he get back. Uh, yeah, tell him you know, nice try. <laughs> I see where his car is. Yeah. You know stuff like that. So. Sports going to move on. It's moved on from uh, from everyone. You know, no one person has ever held this sport back, and it just uh, it's going to be different you know so then they've been working on this for a couple of years because they brought a couple of new people into the tower put them on the radio they've trained them you know david was always in the booth with them um, it's a big responsibility like how we do our job and how they do their job are very similar but at the same time very different because they go to work when the caution comes out we kind of stop working for the most part when the caution comes out. So there's a lot of moving parts and pieces to doing that yeah. job. Yeah, I mean, David is basically, we're spotting yeah. one car. David's spotting all of our cars, all safety of the equipment. safety equipment, the racetrack, the pace the people, car. The people I mean, jumping the out of the yeah, trucks. Yeah, the officials, yeah, like, I mean, the track, yeah, he's, he's just got such a good feel for what's getting ready to happen. He sees stuff coming like we do a lot of times before it happens. Um you know, and he's got a he's got a really good eye for that stuff, and um, it's going to be hard to, you know, it's going to take some time to get someone else to the level that he's at, yeah. just from experience. If I, mean, I were the IndyCar League, I would hire this guy tomorrow. Jay Fry, 
who is obviously the president of IndyCar. He has a lot of NASCAR ties. He used to work at Hendrick. He ran MB2 Motorsports. He ran Red Bull Racing. Gave me my first job. He, he, did he? Oh, he did do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised at all, man, if, to see David Hoots end up as race director for IndyCar. And they may have one of the best ever, yeah. but I promise you, he ain't as good as David Hoots. I told Herm to hire him for the RC track. I mean, yeah. If he can't yeah. get nothing else, he's come over there and hang <laughs> out. RC race. RC race. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he can... Maybe I racing or somebody can hire him and he <laughs> yeah. can do the the online he series. Needs, he should be somewhere because he yeah he, he is. It. He's a good dude too, man. Yeah. Really good guy. Group qualifying remains in place despite new rules package. What do you guys think about that? No uh, comment. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I don't I don't see this. This is gonna get chaotic. Um, NASCAR is aware that we're all worried about it, by the way. And they said, we're in the show business, deal with it. That was their response when they were asked about it at a media day the other day. Let me just tell you guys this. Atlanta is going to be a little bit different because Atlanta does eat tires and there is is fall off. Um, So when we go out there in a group, we're going to run one lap and we're going to come in. Um, What you need to realize is when we went to the Vegas test, we didn't really get fast as, as fast as we could possibly go until our fourth or fifth lap. Now, that may be a little bit different when we trim it out, tape it off, and all those things. But the problem is we're four-tenths to eight-tenths quicker depending on what track we're at when we're in a group. And I, by group, I mean a group of cars in a draft. So what we're doing is looking at what the truck series used to do, and that was a dog and pony show. It was a complete shit show. It was. And all we're doing is saying, watch, we're going to duplicate that. Yeah. So um, – you're gonna the first guy to leave pit road loses. The last guy goes the fastest. And I don't know how teams, manufacturers, and us as a sport can <laughs> do this at places like Vegas and 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 not look like a bunch of clowns. It's gonna be hard. And guess who the biggest responsibility of this whole thing is gonna he be was. on? Spotters. And and obviously the driver's gotta put it in gear and he's gotta mash the gas. But they're gonna be depending on us to put them in the best situation. And the best situation is only for one guy. Yeah, everybody's going to have the same plan to want to be last. And it's, like you said, you'll be five wide, leaving pit road, dragging off, trying to get to the back and make it back with one second left on the clock. Yeah. It's the just, top 24 I don't see as being a no. big issue because, I, you know, as, as yeah. close, they, they've tried to create a lot of parity with this rules package and the horsepower change. It might close it up a little bit more now. It may, but I don't I don't see you well, and I having an issue making the top 24. You know, No, but someone like Ross, someone like Why, Ross, what, someone like Ross lays back and gets a run. <laughs> Someone like Ross lays back and gets a run. He's liable. He's smart enough. He's liable to get a big enough draft and pull up there in the top 12. Yeah. So I, I just think it's – um. here's my thing about qualifying, and I've, I've said this before. I respect qualifying because it's the man and the machine and who can go the fastest for one lap. And I don't see these cars – you can't really wreck these cars because they're running wide open and they have so much downforce. We were running 182 miles an hour on the straightaway at Vegas and 178 miles an hour in the corner. So you're virtually – wide open and, and and for you to be able to drive it wide open isn't necessarily a big testament to how much talent you have as a race car driver so we're taking that and saying okay forget you going fast now you figure out how to go fast around a bunch of people that are all trying to use you just like you're trying to use them it's going to be a big big challenge for us this weekend I think. yeah I, i'm i think the biggest challenge is is how do you decide who's going first if you're rolling out with a group of people, how do you pick who goes first? You're going to, I mean, for, for a team like Penske with four cars, you almost have to draw straws and go, okay, this but, is the number, and we're going to, okay. every four weeks, we're going to change it. You know, if, you know, if people see us four rolling, 
they're going to tag on to the back yeah, of you. Yeah, and 100%. we're going to pull them faster than what we're going to Which go, is why so. we are all going to sit down at the end of the pit road. I know. Like, it's just like, like when it was the trucks, it was just qualifying draw. If you got lucky enough to draw on the back of the line. Your, you know, first, your yeah. first run in practice, you better stop at the end of pit road, get you a good time. And one here's time the you need thing, to lean by. And here's the thing, too. That was in the trucks. No disrespect to truck drivers. But these cup drivers are way better than they are. Yeah. So they're smarter than you are. They have more talent than you have. They have more skills than you have. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be different. It's going to be entertaining. I think I mean. it's going to rain on Friday in Atlanta, so maybe we don't have to deal with it. It's going to rain yeah. all weekend but in Atlanta. But when we get to Vegas, this is going to be <clears throat> It's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be a dilemma. But didn't they start when they started group qualifying, they did do super speedways for a little bit, and then they realized oh, yeah, that was a shit show. Yeah, So it could, I mean, they could start it out and midway through decide to change it oh, back. Reed Sorensen pulled down in front of a pack of three cars that were running 200 miles an hour, and we all destroyed our race cars at, yeah. at a plate track in qualifying. So, And then you that. had guys slamming on the brakes, going to the high lane, trying to get, you know, trying to, yeah. and they weren't going all the way to the high lane. They were kind of making people like, oh, I got a lift, and messing up runs. So, it, it, so it, you never no, it, I, it could change, but it'll be interesting to start for sure. I'm curious. I think the whole rules package has to evolve, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's either going to go well or it's not going to go so well. And I think by May, we figured out that if it's going to work or not going to work. And the same thing for this qualifying. I just hope, you know, <clears throat> I, I hope by Fontana that the drivers are going to be the ones who have to get it changed. Spotters can't. I can't. We can't say anything that's going to make a difference to the right. guys in the tower. But if enough drivers are jumping up and down and screaming and, yeah. and they actually realize, OK, this is not working. But it's, it's just going to be nuts. Yeah, it is because no one's going to want to be the first guy. We're all going to race back to the line and barely make the line by whatever seconds. And there's yeah. going to be sometimes every, you make it, sometimes you don't. The three of us are on three different teams, and every one of our teams is going to call us and go, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get behind yeah. all these mm-hmm. guys, and I'm going to say, yeah. And the other 40 guys have the same exact plan as us, so how's that going to work? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am personally a big fan of kind of what Brett said earlier of the, you know, I want the driver to go out there and lay down the best lap that he can, the fastest lap. And I realized back then you were lifting a lot more. Um, and it was more of a, you know, okay, how, how brave is this guy going to be? Now it's not it's not quite – it's not going to be yeah. to that level. I mean, we could probably qualify the cars. Yeah, it'll be more like Daytona. That's what they should do. Let spotters <laughs> qualify. I'm all for it. I am down. <laughs> there ain't enough backup uh, cars in the world for us. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be – you hold it wide open. How hard would it be? In a group. Have you seen some of them guys <clears throat> on the roof? I mean, I know who I'm not following most of the time. I mean, <laughs> there's definitely ones that I wouldn't follow. Uh. All right. Spot on, spot off. Okay. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. You say spot off, I'm going to punch you. Spot, <laughs> off spot on and spot off. I'm going spot on. So spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. Thanks, Jason, for that intro. Yeah, oh, that was a awesome. good one. I worked yeah. real hard over this off season. Good job. Yeah, over a root beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first one. Joe Gibbs Racing finishes one, two, three as Hamlin wins the second five hundred or his second five hundred. Spot on, spot off. TJ. Uh, spot off. I was really hoping it was going to be two, three, and four, um, <laughs> but you know, it's hard for me. You know, to not be happy for the that 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 car because that's JD Gibbs's car. That's one he kind of started and and picked Denny to be in. And this is the first race, you know, after the death and stuff. So it's kind of 
kind of hard for me. Yeah, I'm really happy for them, uh, that organization, you know, Coach Gibbs, and even seeing, you know, family members and stuff on social media, how happy they were. It's hard for – it's a good feel-good story. I mean, I wanted to win, um, but, it, it, you know, it's I'm happy for Lambert, the spotter. He's a really good dude, really good guy on the roof. Um, happy for him and his family to enjoy this again because he's won another one. So, um, but, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm happy for him. I mean, I don't know how you don't spot off it. <laughs> I mean, I've been uh, I've been in the sport 21 years. This was my 20th Daytona 500. At some point, it's going to be my last one, right? And there's a chance that that was my last Daytona 500. And that's the only two places, um, three places I really wanted to win when I started in the sport were, were Darlington, Rockingham, because they're an hour from where I grew up, and I've been fortunate enough to win there. And then the Daytona 500. I won a duel at the at Daytona three times, but never the 500. So. Um, Man, I felt like, like just pure last night. For me and Freddie went and had a couple beers and had tears in our beers. And uh, But for the Gibbs guys, I, I echo everything that, that TJ said. Obviously, um, it's it's kind of a, a crazy story how Joe got started. I mean, he made a, a pitch to Interstate Batteries saying, I want to go racing. And he didn't have a shop. He didn't have a driver. He didn't have anything. And Interstate Batteries said, okay. And so he had to start everything up from scratch and – you know, that, that can still happen in today's world, but it would be a heck of a lot harder than it was, you know, 20 plus years ago or whenever it was he did it. So spot on for what they've accomplished. Uh, there's no denying how, how good they are. I mean, to finish one, two, three is huge. Um, but at the same time, it, it did what it had been doing the last few years. We just waited till later to do it. There was a lot of cars torn up. I don't think there were probably eight or 10 cars in that lead pack at the end. And it, it makes your chances of winning a whole lot easier. Yeah, spot on, obviously, for, you know, the whole Gibbs family to, you know, kind of come off that lowest of lows to get to the highest of highs for Daytona. Um, so, you know, spot off, spot on for them, spot off for us. I rode around about 80 mile an hour all day long, and that was no fun. Well, what happened to make you? I think we'll get to that in a minute. Be in that position. <laughs> I'll be, it's on the sheet. We'll get there in a couple <laughs> we'll seconds. I think we should go into it now. I'm going to save my, save my energy for when we get to that part of the show. But, uh, yeah, so like you said, spot on. And, like, you've seen this the last couple of years with these plate races. You know, the Penske guys got out front. They can control the race, dominate the race. Stuart Haas guys did it last year at Talladega. Gibbs guys got locked up at the front this year. And it's a testament, like we talked about, the teamwork again. I mean, you've got a green-white checker, and Kyle lets Denny down in front of him instead of trying to get you know joey to, yeah. i mean it was to block you i mean honestly, oh, I know. you know i mean i know that I was, was little, what it was like now they're trying to box you in back there so i mean that you were probably their main threat coming to the you know yeah the that's green why checker that's why they did but, <laughs> why they did it you know so but i mean it's still ultimate test teamwork you're sitting on the front row of the daytona 500 with a green white checker and you let a guy pass you and get in line in front of you obviously restart before they raced yeah yeah but once we got to third they were they were uh third. we pushed at 34 from fourth, we were six. He was fourth. We pushed a thirty-four on that restart, and we almost pushed him to the lead off a of two. So I'm pretty sure they didn't want that yeah. to happen. Yeah, what's well, I think it was like Weaver tweeted something like, "As you guys are coming to the green, he's like, that's weird. I, I think I'd rather have the twenty-two push me than the thirty-four. I said, no, nah, he's gonna have the eighteen pushing him. He'd be all right. Yeah. Logano yeah. <laughs> upset McDowell didn't work with him as a fellow four driver on the last lap. I know TJ. I'm gonna have to ask you this one first. I mean, I'm. Am I right for being spot on or spot off? Because I'm upset about it as well. Yeah. Um. You know, we have meetings, and Brett knows we have meetings as a manufacturer to work with each other and help each other when we can. And the only way 
the the they won the Toyotas won that race because they were committed to each other. Um, you know, and I know they're teammates, but same manufacturer. Um, you know, I thought we would get more help from somebody that 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 comp- this is a smaller race team, but they're they're in on our they're in the manufacturer meeting stuff whenever we whenever we make plans and, and do stuff together, they're in there. So it was a little um I wasn't thrilled. I mean he, he kinda said he made a split second decision to what he needed to do to win the race and I'm not sure what decision that was from that point because you know going into turn three if you're fourth or fifth you're probably not going to win especially when you got those the talent in front of you up there when you got Kyle he's going to be hard to pass you got Danny and then Joey I mean it's going to be hard to pass those three guys so you you push the guy that you're most associated with in my opinion or your manufacturer and try to get the best finish for them that you can you know maybe Maybe you push us through, then you get around us. Maybe you get to second. I don't know. Um, but, you know, he made the decision, and uh, I can see why Joey was upset. I was a little I was a little upset as well, but it's part of it. McDowell said that Joey had damage, too, so you don't want to push him, and that the Fords weren't friendly to him that weekend. Oh. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so that damage sure did push him on most of the lead. So I, I spotted before I went to Petty, I was at Front Row Motorsports, and I can understand 100% what Michael McDowell is talking about because there is a Ford Alliance, and it's Penske and Stuart Haas. And if the other guys want to tag onto it, they can if they want to, but they don't get exactly the same information that the other guys get of you know the strategy of the race and everything like that. And I feel like if the roles are reversed, and I'm sure they were in the race – Joey's not pushing Michael McDowell. Joey's nah. going to do what he wants. Joey Joey's going to make sure he wins the race. Joey Logano is 1,000% not pushing Michael McDowell. Yeah. Clint Boyer made it three wide on Michael McDowell when we caused that big wreck getting into three. because, And here's why. We know our cars are faster than his car. So why would we ride around behind a guy that's slower than us? Yeah. Um, I got I to gotta, I gotta respectfully disagree to some extent because if i'm in the daytona 500 i'm going to be extremely selfish with two to go and i said all week we all need to work together until two to go and at two to go may the best man win but what really surprised me about this race is it almost came down to track position you know those guys that that came out off pit road under that real last pit stop before we all started wrecking with 30 plus laps to go I don't know that those guys ever really got shuffled. That's when those Toyotas got up there and they worked together. And that takes, as we all saw at Talladega when we were doing it, that takes discipline. Yeah, I, I mean, me personally, if I'm driving a 34 car down a three, we just side drafted the 18. We were passing him on the bottom. I, I'm going to push. I'm probably going to push Joey. But um, yeah, but my point is, if it's the 34 side draft in the 18, and Joey's coming up, is he going to push a 34? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he does. If he has a run, if he's going past him. I do. I mean, you go with whatever car's got the momentum, in my opinion. I think I think Joey is probably right now the and one of the best, but the most aggressive guy at getting rid of guys. You watched at the beginning of the race. He, you know, Bowman and Byron were shaky. Go. Joey got rid of them. See, but that's a. But you I, want, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like, but he's, you also got to get rid of the guy that's. You, if you get a chance to shuffle Kyle back or McDowell, which one do you want to shuffle back? Kyle. Kyle. Exactly. So that's why you don't push him. So, uh, I mean, I. I just I understand the Ford concept of it, but from being at front row and knowing and seeing what's gone on there, I, I, you know, every manufacturer has pecking orders. Yeah, I mean, you know, your, your resources lie where you have your best chances to win, and that's the way it is. Hey, a great run for Michael McDowell. He certainly doesn't have anything yeah. to be 
hanging his head down about. I mean, to come out of there with a top five with, like we just said, a, a lower-tiered team. You know, they're yeah. not an A-plus team. So, good for those guys, man. Ross Chastain, triple duty, the only guy to run triple duty. Finished third in the truck race, top ten in the Daytona 500. Uh, big weekend for him. I, yeah. I think Ryan Priest, you know, here's a guy that's coming in, first full-time year in Cup. Uh, a lot of hype, big, big modified nation behind him. A lot of big fans up there in the Northeast that are probably putting more eyeballs on Cup than they have maybe since Steve Park ran. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that he's opened his eyes yet from that one accident. Like, I think he <laughs> yeah. just yeah. He shot. The I think gaps. he just closed his eyes and just stabbed there were the throttle. A few that he got. I mean, I yeah. don't know how he got through this. But it's cool to see guys from dis- different disciplines. We always see the dirt guys. We always see the, the asphalt late model guys. You know, to see a modified guy come through here again. Because uh, it's been a while. I mean, I, I don't know the last big-name modified guy. Probably Steve Park, Steve, right? Steve, yeah. Um, and, and I know when we would go up north and race, the, the affinity that was there with the, that fan base and him being a modified driver and being in Cup. And, man, that's cool to see, you know? Yeah, we go to Loud and it gets nuts with the modified guys. Yeah. But uh, the Benedetto, man, he had a hell of a run. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were up front mm-hmm. all day. Yeah, led the most laps. 49 laps led. Uh, Doug Campbell, a good friend of ours, spots for him. You know, he did get to lead a lot of easy laps, though, because a lot of us had pitted, and he was just pulling that train around their single file. But but nonetheless, the, that car was extremely yeah, fast all they day. They were flying. He, yeah, he was in the top <laughs> five, I think. Majority, even when he wasn't yeah. leading it, when we were packed up, he was still up there in the top, first couple rows. Yeah, he's so got to be stoked. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've got Wheels over there who does a phenomenal job calling a race, and, and he just puts them in the right position to be, you know, have the track position to stay up there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, he got taken out. You know, Menard was obviously being aggressive, and, and we all were at that point. We'd all – gotten our last set of tires and our last fuel and uh, Menard just misjudged you know and, and I thought Menard was a possible sleeper to win the Daytona 500 uh, obviously in a fast car a very experienced plate spotter with Joey Meyer coming back leaving Keselowski to go do that deal so um, I don't know man it uh, it played out well though JGR one two three you're not gonna like this next one Boyer's race ends after contact with McDowell what do you mean I love it <laughs> crash with two to go. That scared Fred, the, that wreck scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Man, it uh, obviously spot off. You know, it um, we had a huge run going on the back stretch. I really feel like yesterday there were a couple times where the lineup wasn't right from the tower, and one of those times um, they black flagged the first two cars in the top row, which was the 34 and the 17. And they sent them to the back of the field, which allowed the entire top row to gain two spots. Well, I was on the bottom. And, and I'm of the belief that those guys were black flagged long before we doubled up. And they should have gone back and really reset that lineup correctly. This is the Daytona 500. There was another restart um, where we came to the green and Chase Elliott was allowed to be three wide on the there outside. Was, it was the same restart. Yeah. That was it. With Noah that was Gregson, it. Was, there was, I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, but the same Did thing not. happened to Noah. I was working. Well, whatever, after. <laughs> same thing happened with Noah. And so he he's three wide back. on the outside and they just let it go. Like somebody is in the wrong in that situation because yes. we have to come in two lanes. We have to maintain our lane until start finish. That didn't happen. I'm not saying it was Chase Elliott because I don't know what happened. But somebody was in the wrong. And I'm sorry. If you're in the wrong, black flag them. Yeah. Uh, and then the last restart, TJ and I um, were racing side by side when a big crash happened behind us. Um, we were of the belief that when the yellow came out, we were ahead of Logano, which would have put us fourth. You would much rather be fourth than fifth. Um, NASCAR, the official, told the crew chief, my crew chief, 
that they went back to the previous scoring loop. Well, we're not of the belief that they do that anymore. So there were just some lineup issues that uh, I would say ultimately got us in the position we were in, that we were fifth instead of maybe a different position. So came off two, big run. We're three wide. Clint thought he cleared him, cleared himself, moved up a lane. He wasn't, you know, obviously clear. And unfortunately, man, when he hit, it scared me. You know, first thing I did was like, oh, man, I hope he's okay. Yeah. And then as soon as he answered, I was like, damn it, we just gave up the Daytona 500. Yeah. That was like truck race for me. Just going down the backstretch, the next thing you know, we're on the inside by ourselves. The next thing you know, we're head on to the outside wall. But, um, I, you know, spot off because of the, you know, I, I was, it was a good race at that point and um, didn't want to see any any wrecks. You know, I don't really like seeing any wrecks because you don't never know if you're going to make it through them or not. Um, and I thought we were having a pretty good race up front. I felt like our chances were stronger um, having somebody like Clint in that group because I feel like um, I feel like you know us and Clint, if we could have got together because we didn't have any other teammates up there at the time, I feel like if we could have got with Clint, we could have busted the two guys up front up a little bit and maybe made them earn a little bit more because they kind of they they were very uh, committed to each other and it made it hard on everybody else and ultimately got them the five hundred. Um, but I feel like with Clint up there, we could have, if we could have got linked up, we could have maybe made it a lot harder on them guys. So Haas wrecked all four cars yesterday. That's expensive. Yeah. Tyler Reddick's tweet in response to Bubba Wallace. (laughs) Inexperienced driver and spotter equals tore up 43 car from Bubba. Tyler's response was, let me go throw a short track brake package on my car for you. Anything else you need, Crybaby? What do you think about that one? I'm 100% spot on because nobody, everybody thought Bubba was talking about me and him, and this <laughs> idiot threw himself under the bus. <laughs> I mean, nobody knows what he was talking. Nobody knows who we were talking about. I guess maybe he's got a guilty conscience. Are you being a crybaby? He never slowed down <laughs> and drove through the back of us in a crash. But So wait a minute. You're saying Reddick never hit the brakes. I mean, it didn't appear so. Because we got, I mean, we got data. data. We, we can, can go back can and look now at it. And see I mean, here. we could check, but we can see who the crybaby. So, is. like, my car slowed down, and then it we sped got up. ran over. <laughs> and then it sped up, and then it sped up a lot. <laughs> and we were all going to be fine. Like, I think the one was going to have some maybe splitter damage from hooking the apron, but everything else, we were all going to be fine. And we got plowed into him, and then Jamie Mack came in a couple minutes later and hit us and got some more damage. <laughs> And then I had a hole the size of this table in my nose for the rest of the day and ran about 80 mile an hour. So There's yeah. no way you should have been out there. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> oh, well, that was the other thing you me and you talked seconds, about. Eight seconds. Eight seconds off the pace. So they. So you know, I'm out there and I'm telling. I'm like my crew chief. I said, "What is the minimum speed?" And he's like, "It's 53." So well, first I asked because we have to clear the crash clock, and I wasn't sure if they could get a fix or not. So I said, "You know, we got back out." I said, "Just what's the minimum speed so that I have to so I know that we clear the clock or not?" So yeah, it's 53.7. I said, "All right, we go out there and we are." Awful, like un- dangerously slow. And oh, I looked I down, saw. and we ran a 52.10. And oh, I said, man. wait a minute, this is not right. Like, this can't Seven be right. Seven seconds off. I'm like, so then as the race goes on, it was single file, so we kind of just stayed on the bottom and let the single file lanes go around. Well, then they get packed up. And I'm like, bub, I said, just get off the, like, lift, get off the racetrack, let them go by, we'll get back up and go. So we did that a couple times. NASCAR comes over and tells us, Hey, you got to speed up around the leaders or we're going to black flag you. I said, what? So now you want me to stay out there and crash the leaders? I said, Bubba's like, please black flag me. I am begging you (laughs) to black flag me. I said, I told, I walked, I was standing next to Brett and I said, I said, we have seriously got to figure out a different minimum speed because there's no way this is safe. Me being out here now. A couple times in a three, one time, I don't know when he was pulling up and they were, Oh, that with that. 
I didn't know what we've been on the bottom the whole time. I don't know what it was. And happening. then I like I honestly wasn't even using my binoculars because it was just all right. Stay on the bottom. Here comes another line. Yeah. So I'm like, and I look and I go, what he. Is he on the top? And I'm like, oh, he God, did. stay up. Like, now. <laughs> he swerved up, like, right in front of them guys. And I was like, holy cow. Oh, but, I wish he'd have wrecked them. But, yeah, so <laughs> So anyway, does he. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get the tweet. I think the tweet probably should have just been, hey, man, sorry I knocked you out of the Daytona 500 instead of calling us crybabies. What if but, he was on the brakes hard, though? Uh, he wasn't. <laughs> what if he was? Who you got, Bubba, against Tyler Reddick? Who you got? <sighs> what time of the day? Uh, lunchtime. Uh, what kind of are we fighting? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're fighting like fist fighting or no, wrestling, grappling or anything that go, anything goes. You uh, just can't use a beer bottle. I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty even. I'm not to throw it go, Bubba. I mean, you can't not we, pick Bubba. He might disown you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got called mean, him a crybaby. Okay, yeah. I mean, but I mean, Bubba definitely had the speed aspect on him. He'd hit him, you know, like uh, like when you resort to name calling, you want to fight. Yeah, I mean, what, have right? you seen Bubba fight before? Uh, yep, yep. He punched uh, a couple people in the face on the racetrack. You can't say that. Well, no, it was on the racetrack. It was on TV. Everybody else saw it, too. So uh, yeah, he, uh, somebody wrecked us in practice, and he ran over and punched him in the face a couple times. There was a top-secret I mean, fight I, he, I, last year that we can't talk about. Yeah. What? I'm not telling you which drivers it it's was. Almost you one. can't just say we can't talk it's about it. I can say whatever I want. It's almost the one-year anniversary, isn't it? It is almost the one. <laughs> yes. It is. It yeah. is. This weekend is the one-year anniversary. Right. Yeah. Yep. You have to share Two that. guys, one motor home. On a couch, and they weren't cuddling. They were, they were cuddling, I think. Oh. Kind of, kind of cuddling. Snuggle. Yeah, rough cuddling. They were rough. That was the worst. <laughs> what was it? Oh, the dad. So this is great. Dillner probably seen this. Uh, one of the modified guys at Smyrna like ran through this list of. It's like what? So you know, he won the modified championship over there, Chuck Hosfield. And uh, they said, Chuck, how's your week been over here in Smyrna? He says, Man, I love it. He says, We come over here, we race, we go home, and we drink. Then we'd give out adult hugs, and we'd come back and do it again tomorrow. I said, "Adult hugs? What are those? I gotta, I gotta get on that plan." <laughs> adult hugs? Huh? That's something we gotta look into. That's I think. different. I gotta, get, I gotta call Chuck. So, like an urban dictionary term yeah, for that? So. Er, adult hugs? That, that's my. That might have been what they were doing in the motorhome last year. All right. Well. Well. Hmm. TJ and Brett finished one-two in Thursday's dual race. Spot on, spot off, TJ. This is probably not the order Brett wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't think it probably should have been, but I'm <laughs> not complaining. Uh, spot on. I'm one. He's two, so I'm spot on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good race. You know, I, honestly, coming out of that race, I was concerned for the Daytona 500. Um, the cars did the, the exact opposite of what some of us thought they were going to do. When it got hot and slick, they actually could run side by side. As the track started cooling off last night late, you know, we started seeing that single file thing form again. So um, it was obviously a good race. I, I thought going into the Daytona 500, you wouldn't want to be the leader based on the move that I saw Joey pull off. Uh, he passed three cars in less than a quarter of a mile and cleared them. And Clint had no idea that he would be able to get that big of a run either. You know, it was kind of weird. And, and the way Joey did it was amazing. The way Blaney got to him and pushed him didn't look like it would launch him out as, as quickly as it did. Um but anyway, man, I, I mean, it, you know, Ford's won two year. It's if it's a Daytona 500, that's a lot different scenario. You know, that was uh, a qualifying race. We don't need to be tearing cars up. And yeah, you're um, the the winning that race is fun, but really, yeah, really, just surviving that race is the um, you know the main thing. Because if you don't survive that race, you got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. So yep. and it the by the end of lap two, by the end of lap one in the 500. You're in a totally different position where probably where you started anyway. So yeah, Clint um, made the comment on the on TV that 
he and I have to communicate better. So I actually went back and pulled my audio from the race. We can do that if we need to. And everything that I said is everything that I would say again. So there wasn't anything there that I felt like I was going to be able to tell him. Once you tell him they're too wide behind the 11, he's only got to look one direction, and that's to the left because he's running up against the fence. So you got to anticipate that run. But, again, if it's the Daytona 500, it's managed a lot differently than, than a qualifying race. No reason in us flying down there and, you know, side-drafting and beating them all over him and everybody behind us catching us and maybe wrecking us. Like, it could have ended bad. I would have blocked you. <laughs> I would have blocked you hard. <laughs> I ain't driving. <laughs> uh, Jamie McMurray finishes P22 in his final career race. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, spot off for finishing 22nd, obviously. You know, you'd like to see Jamie do a little bit better. Um, you know, I think he's – I've seen him running up front a little bit. He just mm-hmm. – I've seen one time – he had some damage from our wreck when we got turned around in front of him. he kind of come in there, nowhere to go, and uh, clipped us with the right front. So he had to fight that for the rest of the day. Uh, seen one time he was up front and kind of, they kind of bailed on him. He got hung in the middle a little bit, but you know, Jamie's great dude. You know, we man ran a marathon the week before. So, I mean, finished like third, fourth place in that. So that's probably more, (laughs) he's probably more excited about that than the racing. But, uh, yeah, he did a, he did a good job yesterday. Jamie's a good friend of mine. Fortunately Mm going to stick around the sport. He's going to do some work with Fox. Um, hate to see his career come to an end with a 22nd place finish, but this guy's a Daytona 500 champion. He's won the Brickyard. Brickyard. Um, he's got a lot of things he can hang his hat on, man. Always one of the, the, the better plate racers. Certainly changed lanes a little more than some of us would yeah. want him to at times. Uh, but a guy that, that won a lot of trophies in plate racing. So proud to proud to be friends with him, man. It uh, just is another one of those guys that I've kind of came in with and been friends with, and it's tough to see all these guys going. Yeah, I mean, obviously spot off the 22nd, but I think he probably had a fun weekend. Um, minus, was that the toilet? What? I just hear that sound noise. effect. I heard something. I'm oh. Um, anyway, but yeah, Jamie's a good dude. Um, I'm glad he's going to be doing some commentating and stuff like that. And um, uh, looking forward to having him around still. First time winners in Xfinity and truck races, Michael Annette on Saturday and Austin Hill on Friday. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Spot on. Yeah, uh, spot on as well. Nothing else to say. Y'all should hurry up. I'm hurrying up. <laughs> yeah, spot on. Good for Michael. Good for Austin Hill through um, unreal good block at the end of that race. Those last two laps were amazing. Yeah, he uh, he did good. I mean, he, he was competitive all night. Did good. Uh, Michael Nett, man, what a strong car to them guys. I mean, strong car got up there, and they couldn't do anything with him. So. Probably the biggest sponsor in the Xfinity Series from a pure money standpoint. Uh, you obviously want to see those guys – get enough return out of their investment to stick around. So um, big, big business win, I think, yeah. for the sport there. Good for Michael, too, though, man. Finally gets that. I mean, yeah. I think he, his last win was, what, maybe an ARCA race at Talladega? Uh, yeah, probably. So, uh, you know, big shot in the arm for him now. So maybe that'll, you know, boost his confidence some and, and uh, carry. But, you know, good for both them guys yep. and them teams. Them Definitely. teams especially. Spot on. I had a, I spotted for both of these guys uh Annette, you are holding him back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> finally got him. Finally got out there, out from under the wing. Uh, but no, uh, Michael, great job. Obviously, uh, you know, definitely paid his dues. Got a win. And Austin, Austin caught a lot of flack all year long, or off season long, I should say, about you know, oh, he just bought this ride out from Brett Moffitt and this, that, and the other thing. And I think he showed Friday night that you know he ran up front all race through them big blocks at the end of year and that win. So awesome for them guys. It's cool to see him win again. Yeah, Austin's also 
he's he's worked on a lot of cars and stuff yeah. too. So I mean, he's people funny. don't. He spots when we, uh, yeah. He so he's he's a racer. <laughs> I just heard a noise? bottle pop open. Yeah. No. We're not gonna do a big <laughs> no. one. That's enough for me. I have to it's work. Way too much. <laughs> Casey, stop whining. Cry, baby. Casey, this All doesn't right. come out till after you're done working. Jason, after this break, we're taking a shot. You better get your body right. Oh God. <laughs> doesn't he have to do 21 of these? Yeah. Decline. <laughs> you're not declining it. Yeah. Casey hey, if so. TJ's doing it, what are you now? Look at this this guy. I gotta give Jason a shot. No. <laughs> Whoa, no. Decline. You can't decline. Yeah, it's these your are undeclinable. It's your birthday. Jason. You're 21. You're lucky we're only letting you do one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, he's only doing one? We're letting what? you off easy. Well, for we're sending now. the bottle home with him. He should hey, Jason, don't ride with this in your front seat because if you get pulled over, you'll get a ticket. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> Um, they Noted. consider that open container, even though you're not drinking and you're sober. If there's open alcohol in the passenger area, they tend to not like to see that. Deal. Yeah. Okay. So put it in the trunk. Okay. But make sure that cork doesn't come off, or your trunk will smell like you've been drinking. Noted. He's doing one. Yes, he is doing it. Don't let him say no. It's over here. We got it right here. Yeah. Can somebody we take us to him? He needs to put a little bit more here. Uh, he needs no, to no, come no, out. No, 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 He needs, he needs Jason, to come out. who has never done a shot, he not drinking don't, don't, don't like it absolutely where he's going to vomit. Yeah, <laughs> he needs to come out here with us so we can cheer him. <laughs> yeah, you got to get out here. I've yeah. got my own camera over here. That's oh, not you the got same. But whatever, Jason. Whatever, Jason. Hey, make sure he drinks that. Patriots fan. Dillner, don't let him out. Oh, God. Make sure he drinks that. He's going to throw up. Please I, don't throw up on the door. On I the hate board tequila, too. I hate it. So you don't have enough food. That, that looks best, like backwash. The only thing worse than tequila is hot tequila. Good job, Brett. Hey, happy 21st birthday. <laughs> All right. We'll, happy we'll, birthday, we'll, Jason. We'll take you to scores next time. Yeah. Hey, before you drink it, you got to hit it on you the table. You got to tap the table. Yeah. I don't know why, but you do it. Oh, no. Here, you guys have fun. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. The break just got longer. <laughs> Look at his face. (laughs) (laughs) Bad part is me and Freddie don't even flinch. (laughs) (laughs) Get it. (laughs) You're supposed to chase it with a beer. Oh, I should have brought a six pack of beer. I should have brought ice. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but. Oh, he says it wasn't as bad as he thought it would be. Give him another one. That's right. (laughs) Don't forget your bottle. On the way Wait, out. So, is this your first drink? No, I had six Saturday. That was his first shot. He's six, beers. six beers. Six <laughs> beers. Wasted. Beers. Three beers, two rum and cokes, and then champagne. Oh, champagne. Sh- champagne. Dude, you gotta be careful wow. mixing all that. Yeah. Yeah. This was throughout the day. A couple Those in Charleston. Those don't go together very well. What'll make you sick drinking is sugar. Stay away from sugar drinks. Okay. Yes. They're the best, though. No. Is this, this is gonna be coming video probably this week. I would say it's gonna so. go viral. Before we head into Fastlane, we want to recognize three members of the NASCAR community who passed away this offseason. Um, let's take a moment of silence for J.D. Gibbs, Glenn Wood, and Sam Bass. And we are back. We'll head into fast lane. I'll give these guys three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall. They'll have 30 seconds to respond to each. Casey, you sound amazing. I know. I sound like I'm 12 in these clips. You sound really good in there. Do I really talk like that? You sound bad right now compared to that. I think we need to start one of those 1-900 numbers. Yeah. Do they still do that? I don't know. (laughs) Bring it back. With that voice. 
You hear that? <laughs> hey. Lucky Chad. Can you talk like that again? Lucky do it. Chad. Just. Hey. No. <laughs> I don't know. What did I sound like? How do I not sound like that? All right, let's go. Know. Okay. First question. Many of the major <laughs> crashes of Speed Weeks took place during turn three. Is turn three a difficult angle for spotters, or is there another reason so many accidents took place there? TJ. Uh, turn three, that's where a lot of runs form, and that is, uh, it can characteristically be whatever I just said. Um, <laughs> okay, 30 seconds. Spell that one. It can be, a, it can be a, a trouble spot. That's where guys get runs and make moves, and you can't tell they're going to pass each other until the bumpers cross, and sometimes that's just a split second too late. So um, a lot of times drivers are on their own when they defend off runs into three, um, but that's just, just part of that racetrack and how that package is. I'm gonna it, keep going until we keep pushing the horn. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's probably over a half mile from where we stand, but our vantage point is pretty good. Where we struggle with is that it's flat. So as these guys get runs and they start making moves, it's difficult for us to kind of tell sometimes exactly where they're at. But I would say it's it, you know coming off of two and into three are probably our best vantage points of anywhere at the track. So it's definitely not because of where the spotters are and what our our uh, perspective is on that corner. Yeah. I think, like you said, it's it's difficult to tell, especially if they're two or three wide back there. Like you lose, if you can see the guy on the inside, fine, but you lose your guy. Kind of, you're watching kind of rooftop going through the cars, and especially if you're on the very uh, the top, you know. So, you know, it's that just plays a part into it. It's just a depth perception thing back there. That's horrible. Yeah, that sounds like Dilmer has that. gas. We got to get something. <laughs> that different. is way too slow of a horn. It needs to be like loud and quick. Better air horn. <clears throat> Yeah, like a that, like a basketball buzzer and a, put that a halftime or something. Yeah. The anticipated upcoming schedule changes include rumors that the Daytona 500 may not be the season opening race. Does it need to be the first race of the season? And if not, where should it fall on the schedule, Freddie? Oh. Uh, I mean, I kind of like the idea of going to Daytona first, kicking our season off with our big race. I just, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm kind of a tradition guy. I like to keep things the same as much as we've been changing stuff lately. I'd hate to see this go by the wayside, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if you're not going to start the year there, you got to end the year there. I would think it's got to be oh. one or the other. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to end the year at Daytona, no. so I think just I, I'm good with leaving it where it's at. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it's great. There's a build up to it. Um, there's the build up the whole off season. Everything kind of builds up to Daytona. Not to mention, there's a lot of other stuff that feeds around that area. There's a lot of other, there's a mixture of dirt fans going to short tracks there, um, NASCAR fans checking out dirt races, dirt racers checking out NASCAR race. You know, so there's a lot of there's a lot going on. It's great for the area, and uh, honestly, it's it, it, I mean I wouldn't change it a bit. <laughs> that sound. <laughs> I haven't heard this rumor, and the reason I haven't heard it is because it's dumb. Uh, why would we not start the year with the Daytona 500, the number one most marketed, most viewed race of the year? I have heard that we could end our, our regular season in Daytona, um, which kind of creates a pretty cool story for whoever wins that race. It's definitely locked into the playoff. Obviously, it could be a new winner. So, um, But, no, I'm, I'm not real sure where this came from, but I hope it goes away. we got to get a new noise. <laughs> Agree. I like it. That's why we got to change it. Okay. A new aero package will debut this in Sunday's Cup race at Atlanta. What do you expect to be most noticeably different with how this package races? Brett. We don't know what we don't know. You know, um, Atlanta is a very slick racetrack that eats tires. So I think we're going to see. Um, what's that noise? 
What is going on? Here? Uh, someone is. How <laughs> oh, was the pinball machine? It's Dil Dilner's in the corner right now. Oh, it is. So this machine. new studio has all these tricks things in here, and there's a pinball yeah. machine. And everybody who has ADD is just looking around. Noise. <laughs> Which is everyone. I thought it was aliens or something. But back to Atlanta. Um, I think restarts are going to be crazy, and I think after that, your car is going to have to handle. We're going to see a completely different race at these other mile and a half. Atlanta is its own unique animal. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I forgot oh, that stupid my noise. Gosh. Um, I agree. Like, Atlanta is going to be different than the rest of the mile and a half just for the fact that it's tire wear. We don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen, and it'll be really interesting with the forecast if we have to go out there and race without any practice, that would be which awesome. I would love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, we've seen some stuff at Vegas that, you know, the racing was a little bit compromised, but I think you know, I think it should be a pretty good race this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Um, this I feel like this package fits into fits into um, my uh, me and my drivers. Um, that's our area more. So I feel like Joey's pretty aggressive, which I think you're going to have to be on restarts and stuff to get spots. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna be like a mini plate race for a little while in a, in a sense. So you're gonna have to see runs coming where you need to be, um, things like that. So I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully it's uh, hopefully we can put on a good show. Get rid of that. Noted. <laughs> Off the wall topic. <laughs> Off the wall question. A Texas zoo allowed people to name cockroaches after ex-spouses, former friends, or anyone they dislike, and then feed them to zoo animals on Valentine's Day. What are some first names of people <laughs> you would have cockroaches named after? DJ. Oh, my gosh. This is... Um... Larry Edwards. I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead, Brett. <laughs> Larry Edwards. Yep. I thought it was first name. I mean, is that? Oh, well, I mean, he well, just I went all out. I want to say the whole guy's uh, full name. You exactly. can feel free to say their full Please name. Explain. Yeah. Yeah, we got another story behind Larry Edwards. He's just a tool. What did he do? He fired me. <laughs> oh, where did he work? Edwards and Associates. Larry Edwards. Edwards, Larry Edwards and Associates. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I ended up all right. I think my work ethic got me to bigger and better places, but I hope his fat ass gets fed to an animal one day. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> hey, go ahead, Freddie. Uh, I'm going to stick with the first name because I've got one first name that has multiply pissed me off this week. It's Tyler. I had, an issue with, <laughs> I had an issue with Tyler Reddick in the damn race yesterday. Tyler Green left me at the damn racetrack on Friday night, went home without me. I had to walk back to the hotel. Left Damn. I mean, just left me. So I'm going with Tyler and and then I'll Brett also because I can't stand him <laughs> after this week in Daytona with him. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have too many that are that I would like to feed to people. Oh, God, just say something. Kyle, yeah. fine. Jeez. <laughs> Kyle. Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom. Tom. Uh, can you be? Can it be whole names? Everyone on the New England Patriots. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Jason. You're drunk. <laughs> yeah. To the liquor speaking, Jason. I'm hot. I will tell you that. It got a lot hotter in That's because you gave us hot tequila. <laughs> Is it supposed to be cold? Yes. Yes. Way you better definitely cold. want to make it cold. Yeah. Right, I'll put it in my fridge. Yeah. Freezer. freezer. It won't freeze. Freezer. Freeze. My freezer is like this big. That's all right. This bottle's tiny. <laughs> 
pull out your chicken tenders, <laughs> whatever you got in there, chicken nuggets. In What's there. in your freezer? As a yeah, what is kid? in I'm your curious. freezer? Well, my freezer. I bought a new fridge, mini fridge this semester. There's nothing in there because the freezer so, so your, small. So your freezer I, is a mini fridge freezer. Yeah, I just have water and drinks in there. I don't have any food in there. Okay, can water you fit a whole refrigerator in your place, or do you live with somebody? You live on the edge. No, guy. it's like each have our own little dorm room and I know four a couple guys like rooms it. per yeah. suite. Woo. Okay. Now there will be some more alcohol in there. Yeah, and it'll probably never get drank either. <laughs> Until he um, brings it back next week and Brett <laughs> Heath drinks it. A shot an episode. Yes. yes. I'm down. Hey, I'm not scared. Yeah, and you included. I'm gonna... Ask DBC. All right. First Ask DBC question. Wendy A. Quinn asks, how many spotters got a start in the modified divisions of racing? It seems like a majority have roots there. Uh, I guess... I don't know that a majority. Uh, it's me, Eddie DeHunt, Tony Hirschman. Herm? Herm. Herm he was kind of late I wouldn't model call guy, him he? starting modifieds. He raced a modified yeah. at Bowman Gray for a while, but he was a late model guy at Concord Start before right. that. Um, I think when you say true modified guy, you mean a guy that comes from the Northeast area that, yeah. you know what I mean? I think there's maybe three or four. There's three or four of us that are that I would consider modified guys. I mean, Yankees. there's Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's probably <laughs> there's a lot of short track guys. There's a lot of I mean we all I mean I would I imagine mean, you almost, almost have all to start of us, short tracks. Yeah. Well Brett didn't. Brett didn't. He just <laughs> snaked Brett. his way on the roof. Hey one PR day. guy, go to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Never came back down. First yep. race I ever spotted was a cup race. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Get some. First race I ever spotted was a late model race for maybe Timothy Peters. So that was uh uh, what track was that? That one he used to run it all the time in Virginia. Um, him and uh, Phil Warren raced door to door for like seventy five laps. So Southampton, South. Yeah, it was Southampton. Exactly what it was. Cool racetrack. Yeah, shut it down. Do you know that? I didn't know that. I think so. Hmm. Yeah, that was it. Was fun. Yeah, but modifieds rule. Casey, it's your show. I was just letting them finish. Come on, uh, Casey. You guys are the worst. 34 Jeff Kunkel wants to know, will Matt DiBenedetto wheel the 95 to a win this year, or was his strong showing up until his wreck just a product of JGR horsepower at a plate track? TJ. Uh, I don't feel like – I don't – I think he's going to run better than what he has been in the past, but I don't I, – I, it's hard for me to say that car is going to just mysteriously go to the front now. Um you know, it, it takes time to develop this stuff, and I'm not so sure they're going to get enough help to be winning cars, if you know what I mean. Last time that happened, they shut them down. So <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if they'll get that much help. I, I think that Matt has to learn how to race up front, and I think that'll take a little bit of time. I think that the JGR Alliance is going to give him a lot more speed and a lot more opportunity to win. But, man, let's face it, these, some of these wins are going to be situational based on track position, based on restarts. And I don't see this guy as being Eric Amarola yet because he hasn't won races in other series before he's gotten to cup and gotten himself in a really, really good situation. But I do see this as a good situation. And given the right place, right time, I could see him winning a race. If I had to bet will he win a race this year, I would bet no. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people try to relate this to the 78 deal, and it's not the same. You know, this is not the same level of, of help. Like TJ said, they don't want to send cars over to get beat again. But, you know, I don't. it's not the same exact setup as that. I mean, could he win a race? Yes. I mean, he could have won yesterday. Could have. Very easily. So, you know, we go back to Talladega, Daytona. 
I mean, it's going to be you know a different package, but he could easily be up front again. He was committed to that. Them, he was committed to the JGR car. Yeah, I mean, he should have been. And he should have been. So and they did a good job. And like when they left, when he got the lead, it was all JGR cars pushing him. They didn't hang him either. I mean, they stayed with him. I thought they were going to, and they they stayed with him. So so I mean, like Brett said, it could happen, but I would I would venture to say probably not. Our final question is from the Camry Kid. Uh, I think Freddie's liver is safe. You're wrong. Yeah, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> wrong there. Uh, but Brett's might not be after Tito makes his rounds. What is your best hangover cure? <laughs> Drink more. <laughs> Drink again. Correct. You can't be drunk I mean, and hungover at the same time. That's exactly. That's a true story. Motive Pure is what I drink when I drink too much, though. It's yes. it's it's a good little rehydration what tool. What is that? Like a. It's like potassium and electrolytes. It's con- it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's condensed milk. Uh, <laughs> it's not milk. <laughs> no, what is it? I, it's because like condensed electrolytes you pour into a yeah. bottle of water. Do they want to sponsor the show? Well, we don't have a sponsor, so maybe I know. they do. So Tito's, <coughs> Tito's, Tito's. I started a new yeah. marketing company over the winter called Be First. Maybe I'll go out and find us a sponsor. Go for it. Why don't you just sponsor us? <laughs> maybe I'll get Be Nutrient First. Ag Solutions to sponsor us because they sponsored. Hey. Ross You're at already branding, hey. so there is yeah. a lot of opportunity well, between. Hey, we brought a new sponsor into the sport. It's a big deal. It's hard to do. Dunkin' Donuts. Not to mention Chick-fil-A would be great. Yeah. Are you hinting at uh, me? Because I bring food. You guys don't. I'm hinting at whatever one I you took Tito's my gift card. I think or Smithworks would be the best two so. options. I'm never drinking Smithworks again. God. <laughs> I took Freddie to a Blake Shelton concert, and there was free Smithworks. And I he, was there. He overindulged. <laughs> he was there, but he didn't drink anything. Yeah. No. Freddie don't remember being there. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it was a hell of a time. <laughs> Jason, prepare to, prepare to forget events. Too. <laughs> That's right. kind of how this happens as well. When you get to having too much fun, you you have too much fun, and you don't remember the next night. I feel like I'll just record everything on my phone and then I'll remember. I don't know if that's a good she, idea. She no, like no. I did Jason. send some messages Saturday night that I do not remember sending. Leave your phone. I'm proud. I was kind of surprised to see yeah. that. I sent those. <laughs> so are you going to share the? What did uh, you say? No, it's, it wasn't anything bad. It was just something weird. Are like, you, what did it say? Just in my NASCAR friends group chat, they said something Oh, weird. I want to be in that. Can you and, add me? Yeah, it's a bunch of uh, <laughs> teenagers. That's awesome. Are they on your podcast that you do? Yeah, uh, yeah. Andrew Curlin's one of the TJ guys. TJ told me about. Yeah, you guys should yeah. listen. Redhead Racing Radio. Uh, Redhead Racing Radio. They just Are you some, on there, Brett? Huh? He's, sponsor play, <laughs> he's sponsor playing himself right now. Hey. You hear this? I told you he's drunk. He's going out on a limb. <laughs> He was trained well. All right. Rant. So, no, I want to hear. No, I just the, basically, they sent something about the race on Sunday, and I just replied NASCAR just randomly, which doesn't really make much sense. It's just weird. Earnhardt. First thing yeah. you thought of after wow. taking shots. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, wait. People need to start submitting questions. Christian. More questions. Oh, yeah. And fan call, is that back? Yeah, so we're going to bring the fan call back yeah, this year. So if you call. want your Ask DBC question, to be on the show and you can talk to us on the show include hashtag call me when you tweet your questions to hashtag call me ask maybe. DBC and I'll pick one fan each week and we'll give them a call we need some fun questions that's what last year kind of died out because we didn't have enough good questions so send them some fun topics and we'll try to get you on the show yeah, it doesn't have to be racing either it yeah, could be life anything. advice you know we have none of life that advice. <laughs> help anybody <laughs> if be. you have life advice questions direct them to Casey or TJ <laughs> yeah. or Jason don't ask me and Brett nothing about that well you might be helpful in what not to do yeah if you, yes that is true do as I so, say not as I do would be yeah, a good so there's, motto for us there's a lot of good that can come from this agreed alright what are we in the rants about uh, it's early in the year 
We're all still yeah, happy. Yeah, it's a little early. What What are we going to expect in Atlanta? A rain? race. Besides rain. rain. <laughs> a race. Rain. Uh, some drivers not happy. Some drivers happy. I think you're still going to see the fast cars go fast at the end of the day, especially there. Um, I think next week is the real test of this package. You know, it's going to look more like it looked at Charlotte when they unveiled it. I think we may have broke the news that this package was even coming to into existence. And here we are six months later. This is our package. So I think you're going to see, like he says, the fast cars, you're still going to, you're going to get a glimpse of what it's going to be like at mile and a half. So you're going to see who's going to, I don't even know. I don't know who's going to roll off there and have the true speed with this package to start with by themselves. Like when you go out there and run by yourself, you, you were at the Vegas test. So, you know, if the cars ran by themselves, you know, who had true speed to start with? That's what we're going to see in the beginning. Um, and we're going to I'm see curious it. to see, you know, when you look at Daytona Talladega, we don't practice a lot because we don't want to wreck our car. And we really get in a situation where once we've tested these things out, we can't, quote, find any more speed. Be curious to see if, if we unload at some of these places and our travels are all there and the speed is there. You know, and, and handling I don't, is good. And decent. I don't mean early on because we're all still going to be trying things. But the second half of the year, I'm curious to see how much we actually need to practice. I, I think going to start the year, I think you're going to see two guys kind of excel at this package. One being Kyle Busch, the other being Brad Keselowski. Because what we saw at the Vegas test was very similar to a truck race. Yeah. And nobody's run or won more truck races than Kyle. And Brad has a lot of experience there, too. And they just were able to kind of do things that a lot of guys weren't able to do in them packs where, you know, it was very tough to pass, and they, they were able to make passes happen. Yeah. So I think just early I, – I think guys are going to catch on, obviously. These guys it, are super it helps, talented. It helps the late model driver in general because this is a lower horsepower package. When you look at higher horsepower vehicles, look at Jimmy Johnson when he got out of the Xfinity Series and went to the Cup Series. The higher horsepower package, he dominated. When you look at guys like Tony Stewart, Casey Kane – you know, even Jimmy again, you know, when their career kind of started dipping is when NASCAR started pulling back horsepower. It's all about momentum now. It's not about driving it in deep, getting on the brake, getting the car turned, getting back on the gas wide open as quick as you can. It's about momentum. And the best guys at that last year were late model racers. Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, Kyle Busch. And I think you're going to see that the truck tendencies come to the Cup Series. And like Freddie just said, Kyle Busch has been the best truck series driver to ever live. So. We'll see. Rant, I want to say this. Um, ESPN appeared to basically shut down their coverage of, of a lot of motorsports based on some layoffs I saw. So I want to give a shout-out to Marty Smith, Ryan McGee, two friends of mine, 20-plus years in the business, uh, still pushing NASCAR out via their ESPN channel. So um, it, it's very important for us to stay plugged in. Uh, to the media you know we have a lot of dot coms that are covering the sport now and and love love all that to death but we still need a lot of mainstream uh play and and those guys are going to be a big deal they're now our, our mouthpieces for espn i saw greg McElroy send out uh, the former alabama quarterback who's on tv and i think everything he says about football is half crazy um but obviously you know starter at alabama i think he won a national championship everybody there pretty much gets one at some point uh but he was kind of taking some shots at our sport yesterday and i saw uh, ryan mcgee dive in on him so uh big big fans of those two guys yeah, yeah. we bring jayski back yeah no kidding. Well, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying, man. They let Ricky like, Craven well, go. They shut Jayski down. No, I mean, like, just let, the, go. just let the original Jayski guy come back and do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the best news I got all winter, though, for us, 
is Bob Pockers can now come on our show. I'm a huge fan of how hard he works yeah. and his work ethic, but he couldn't come on because ESPN wouldn't let him. And now with Fox and Bob listens every week, I think. So um, we got to hey, figure Rob. out a figure out a good time a good race to bring him on. You know what I'm saying? Like a Martinsville or Bristol or somewhere where stuff's going to happen and we can really get him in here and, think, and get his perspective. You think Bob likes picklebacks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He told us about picklebacks and hickeys one time in Dover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love the guy. I'll tell you yeah. what, though. Like, and staying on topic of those reporter guys, I, there was one guy I, t- I complained about doing a lot of racing this weekend. I'm telling you, Matt Weaver I know. was He's at a- every – I mean, he was at Smyrna every night. He covered the big track, obviously. That guy, he was at every short track Chili race Bowl. that I went to, Chili Bowl. I mean, that guy is pumping out some content. It's awesome. And if you need somebody to, like, get any kind of racing information from, yeah. he's another one to go he's check out. He's opinionated, too. Yeah. Man. yeah, he's not afraid to say what he no. feels. I will I like say that, that, that Matt's, Matt knows a ton about the, the super late models, anything modified, stuff like that coming up. You know, Bob, Bob is above and beyond one of the best cup reporters there are. He knows the roles better than almost probably – he probably knows the roles best better than anybody in the garage. Um he knows more wow. breaking news, too. He just doesn't touch it because it he has does. to be official for him to touch yeah, it. Yeah. He knows what's up. Bob's a very knowledgeable guy. All right. DBC picks. So our guy, Cornwick, backed out of doing the graphics this year. So my friend, Garrett Bysheim, is going to help us out with the graphics. What happened to Cornwick? He just kind of said, I'm not going to do it anymore. So he quit. Got my friend to do it. And go. so Dang, we were going to send him some Tito's. Drivers are on oh. the back page. What's your friend's name? Garrett Bysheim. Garrett Bashan. Bashan. He likes the yeah. bill, so TJ. Oh, like okay, that. good choice. And then also, I feel like we can give some fantasy advice out this year, so a couple guys to keep an eye on in the fantasy for those that play. So, picks and fantasy picks. So, how are we picking who goes first? Let's just uh, say you go first. Well, Brett's a champion, so I feel like he should go first. Ooh. I'll okay. take Harvick. Oh, Ooh, way a, out on what a there. tool. <laughs> 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 you old sailor, you. She's still in the house? <laughs> She's still in the okay, house. Okay, keep it classy, guys. I almost numbchucked you right then. You don't even realize. <laughs> you know, oh, man, it's tough to beat that then. Hey, Ma, the meatloaf. We want it now. <laughs> that's uh, who I would have picked because that place is pretty much named after Harvick, so it's pretty much Harvick four Motor years, Speedway. Four years and he still can't yeah. make a pick. It's Harvick <laughs> Motor Speedway. Why wouldn't you pick him? You um, should have won last year. You'd have first pick. <clears throat> well, whatever. Huh. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> TJ, seriously, just make a pick. <laughs> I'll take... Uh, I'm going to lose anyway. Take I'm going to take Eric Amarola. No. All right. So, fancy guys, give us one guy for sure. Kevin Harvick. <laughs> what I mean, really? <laughs> All right. And then give us one guy who's a surprise that you would consider for Atlanta because he might have a good run. Jimmy Johnson. I don't think that's a surprise. Wow, went way out on a limb there. He said uh, go out on a limb. Man, let's uh, – Kyle Larson's going to be fast. You know, this place he is, is. going to be slick, despite this rules package where we're going to run around there, you know, with a lot more throttle than what we normally would. Um, Brad will be good. Yeah, Brad's going to be good. I I'm, think Eric Jones will be. Eric I, Jones may be, yeah. I'm waiting bad. for a surprise if you guys find it. I know, okay. I was thinking more well, along Jimmy the lines like Chris Busher. I think – when they got this new package, like somebody or like Michael that. McDowell, who did really well. Yeah, whatever. We're not picking him. <laughs> <Sense> um, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about this package. Michael who? Is, 
They they want look. I mean, Michael it's it's, Bush. it's it's really hard, and I don't mean this in a negative way because I I'm a huge Bubba Wallace supporter. Um, but it's really hard for Bubba to go to the track every week and know that he has a chance to win. When he goes to the plate tracks, he knows that he does. When he goes to the short tracks, he knows that he does. When he went yeah. to these intermediate tracks last year with a team that's not dumping twenty thirty million dollars into his car. He's not going to be able to go out and win the race. I'm really sorry. That's just the way it is. But this package may give him an opportunity to do that. So we all saw Ricky Stenhouse Jr. this weekend. I think he was in three or four wrecks yesterday, maybe one of which was his fault, maybe two of which was his fault. Um, but nonetheless, a guy like that is going to put on a lot better show with this package, not necessarily at Atlanta, but he's going to go into these races with this whole new mindset of everybody's got 550 horsepower. Everybody's got similar aero needs. Everybody's on the ground. I think I can win. So um, guys like that are going to put on a show. I wouldn't be afraid to pick Priest either as a sleeper. That's the thing, man. Like modified guys um, traditionally would come into our sport and dry overdrive our cars because their modified cars have a ton of horsepower, a big old wide tire, a ton of grip. They're in the throttle a lot. And they would come here, and I would watch the Hosfelds and um, all them guys when they do the, the ding-dong show with Roush. Like, you'd watch those guys get in those things and overdrive the, the corner really bad. Now they're not going to be yeah. able to do that. They're going to be able to run wide open. So a guy like Priest is probably getting here at the best time. If he's going to be with JTG, yet again, another team yeah. that's not as funded as well as TJ's is, not as funded as mine is, 